Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. Today's guest is Dr. Sundas Pasha. Dr. Pasha is a licensed clinical psychologist who specializes in behavioral medicine. Dr. Pasha works with individuals who are suffering from mental health struggles such as anxiety and depression and helps people cope with chronic pain and other medical conditions. She is an avid believer in both mental and physical wellness with the ultimate goal of helping people understand the powerful impact of the brain-body connection. In this episode, Dr. Pasha shares ways on how we can calm our nervous system for better health, including better digestion and resilience to stress. Welcome, Dr. Pasha. I'm so happy to have you on. We luckily have had the chance to connect before, um, but I can't wait to dive a little bit deeper into your expertise today. Wonderful. I'm so excited to be here. So today we're really going to talk about ways to calm your nervous system down, build resilience to stress. Um, And I know you know all about that. But before we do that, I want you to just tell everyone a little bit about your journey um, and how you ended up where you are now. Yes. So I, you know, uh, my fascination with psychology and um, just health and wellness in general has stemmed for a long time, I would say since I was back in high school, actually, um, I was always fascinated by, you know, brain health, physical health, and how the two basically meshed together. Um, and so I decided to pursue my doctorate in psychology, and I specialized in behavioral medicine and chronic pain because those are two areas I think uh, most everybody can relate to at some point or another in their life. And it is just such a vast world of research and um, knowledge and curiosity that it's been a really interesting journey so far. And I've just found myself here and, and um, diving into different things and just seeing what's next. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, yeah, who who can't relate to that? Yeah. Um, so where, you know, I think I'm going to leave it to you with where you would want to start when we talk about ways to calm our nervous system down or building resilience to stress. And and that's it's funny. I would like to stress building resilience to stress versus like we hear so many things about like stress management and um what we can do about our stress. We all have stressors. It, it we constantly think about stress of um in the sense of like, oh, if I have a lot to do at work or um, you know, stress with my family, et cetera. But there's environmental stress that a lot of the stuff we can't control. So we can build resilience to stress versus always trying to manage when there are some aspects of stress that, especially environmental stress, that it's really tough to manage um, or to even know what to manage. It's just such a better way for our bodies to achieve the goal we want to, which is right to bring a lot of those stress hormones down, calm our nervous system. So what are, you know, where would you like to start and what would you say are your best tips for you know, calming your nervous system down and building that resilience to stress. Yeah. So it is multifaceted, right? There's a lot of different components and different things work for different people. But in my experience, uh, clinically and personally too, I mean, our nervous system, especially in this day and age, we are so go, go, go. We're so on autopilot and we, you know, seldom think, you know, stop and pause. It's kind of like we we don't um, stop and smell the roses anymore, right? So 
it's it's a very constant influx of information and things that our brain is having to process all the time. And so your nervous system essentially becomes on overdrive. And so stress management comes in where basically you want your nervous system to um, be able to dial down, right? So if the intensity of, of how go, go, go you are is like at a level 10, you know, we want to be able to say, okay, with some stress management tools, I can get it down to like a five or a four at least. Um, and then a couple of things that I have found helpful personally and professionally, um, it's super underrated, I think, although the research is coming out a lot more on this, um, but some form of mindfulness practice daily is highly recommended for cultivating that stress management. So this could be anything from just, you know, sitting where you are and taking a couple deep breaths, um, you know, to distract yourself from your work or anything like that. Um, it could be full on sitting and using an app, um, you know, or YouTube, whatever it is to follow a guided meditation. Um, the idea is to just be in the present moment and, and observe your thoughts without any sort of judgment. That's a really good way to practice stress management just because um, we are constantly, like I said, there's either chatter going on in our minds or we are distracted by multiple things outside in our environment, right? So having that moment of stillness is so important for um, reducing that nervous system overdrive and just for stress management in general. So that's one thing. The other thing that I, I think would be also really helpful is um, developing a habit of I like to call it like positive self-talk, essentially. So, you know, um, giving yourself that habit of saying things that will empower you, saying things, you know, when you're struggling or stressed out instead of burdening yourself more and, and uh, being like, oh, gosh, I can't do this. I, um, I don't believe in myself. You know, this is too much for me. You know, take a second and, and take some deep breaths and tell yourself things that will uplift you and empower you instead of bring you down. And that actually has a lot of effect on our cortisol levels, which are, um, you know, basically the levels of hormones in our, in our body that fly way high when we're super stressed and our, our body's not supposed to stay in that. <laughs> so, um, you know, when you do that positive self-talk, when you engage in those affirmations, you are actually help reducing um, that stress circulating in your body as well. So those two things are like my top. I love that. And you know what, too, I saw a great post you did on stimulating your vagus nerve. Can you talk to people a little bit more about what that is? Because the great thing is I have seen a lot of people discussing the vagus nerve, but I've realized most people don't know what it is. So can you tell us what it is and how and why we would want to stimulate it? Yes. So the vagus nerve is actually a major, and I'm trying to simplify this, um, a major component of um, our parasympathetic nervous system. So in our nervous system, we have two two separate branches, right? The parasympathetic is things that are, are um, rest and digest, right? As we commonly have heard. And the sympathetic is that fight or flight response. So the vagus nerve circling back to that is a large part of your rest and digest system. And so um, when we activate this vagus nerve, it actually helps promote a state of relaxation, you know, a, a slower heart rate, uh, increased digestion, just those different things that normally, you know, we're able to do when we're not fleeing or fighting or fighting anything, right? So um, it's so important to be able to work on stimulating that because it directly plays a hand in how well you manage stress how much cortisol is pumping through your system and just how you're able to wire down your nervous system. 
So what are some ways that we could stimulate that vagus nerve? Yeah. So a couple of different things that the mindfulness and meditation is, is one of the biggest things. And I would talked about that briefly just before. And that's because when you are practicing deep breathing, you're actually um, helping different parts of your body to slow down and enter that state of rest and digest. So it's kind of a switch or an indicator in your brain that, oh, okay, you know, we're not in any danger. We can take our time. We can breathe. So you're signaling to your brain um, a message of safety. So that's one way. Um, the other thing that I think is really helpful with this as well is actually engaging in um, different mind-body practices, I like to call them. So basically forms of gentle movement. Obviously, you know, you want to clear this with your doctor and make sure you're able to do it. But things like yoga, um, tai chi, maybe qigong, things like that actually um, help balance your nervous system and improve overall well-being, which is, again, connected to that vagus nerve that um, controls, again, our circulatory system, things that help us calm down. Yeah, no, I love that. What about, um, I know the research is still a little here and there, I would say, um, but have you found any connection with grounding or like, right, having your feet on grass or in the sand or in the dirt? Um, I've seen some research behind that and, you know, one, yes, helping to stimulate that vagus nerve, but really helping with just calming our nervous system down. Yeah, yeah. Grounding is huge. Um, and again, a lot of these things too, if you take a look, at, you know, if you're curious at all, you'll find a lot of upcoming research about it, but essentially connecting ourselves, um, whether it's outside. I mean, a lot of people find a really great benefit of like putting their feet on the grass, right? Or on the ground, um, or just being able to be in a moment where you are, um, instead of flying a million miles a second, you know, in different thoughts in different ways you're actually honing back into where you are right now and connecting with your body. So I think grounding is something that also can be really, really helpful um, for our nervous system, but also overall resilience, because the more you practice this, the more your brain gets in a habit of, oh, I can recenter myself, which is what grounding is, and I can bring myself back into the present moment by doing this. Oh, I love that. Um, you know what, that just gave me a thought too, because I feel like, there's so many times we can get like, you know, the best tips on how to do X, Y, and Z. But yeah. then it does take that ep extra step to actually apply it mm -hmm. to our life and our lifestyle. So if you could say, like, if you could run through a day, Dr. Pasha, where you are building in little moments mm -hmm. of stress resilience or calming that nervous system down, what would that look like? Like, let's start from when you first wake up. Yes. Okay. So I, I, I love this. Um, and keep in mind before I say this, right. Um, it is so easy as humans, we, you know, fall in and out of, excuse me, fall in and out of routines so much. Right. So it's normal to start doing all these things, sometimes fall off maybe, but the, the idea is that you can always get back onto it. Right. So, mm. um, for me, let's say starting the beginning of the day, I think, it's and this is some of these things I actually practice as well. Getting up and doing some form of meditation, whether that's two or three minutes or even five minutes, whatever fits in your schedule, that's perfect because you're starting your day off from a level of, in a way, groundedness. Right? You're priming and prepping your brain to take on the different tasks of the day without jumping straight into all of those things. I mean, I'm sure we all have emails and phone calls and lots of things like that. So you're basically priming your brain for the rest of the day. 
Um, so that would be after you wake up. Um, and for most of us, if we're going to school, if we're going to work, you do what you need to do. But I highly encourage, if you're able to, every um, 30 minutes or so, even just standing up at your desk, taking a water break, doing something to move your body, get up, get some oxygen, some deep breathing in, different things like that. Um, that's super, super important because I don't know about you, but I could stay at my desk and writing stuff for like two hours at a time. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's already like 3 p.m. Probably should get up. Yeah. So, you know, so that's a huge part of, um, you know, the thing in my day that I try to do is really make sure I'm intentionally taking breaks. Um, again, this helps with stress management, right? So the other part of it is making sure that you are hydrating. Seems like a given, but again, easy to forget. Um, eating good good meals during the day, making smart decisions for lunch, things like that. And at night or in the evening, I highly recommend some sort of activity you do that separates your work or school day from the rest of your afternoon. So for me personally, that is going on a walk. It kind of indicates to my brain, we're done with work. That's going to be put away till tomorrow. And I'm transitioning into um, a part of the day that is just for me, right? So doing something like that, that kind of creates a divide can also help with stress management because you're compartmentalizing different areas of your life. Um, and the other thing then kind of right before bed, this is again, personal preference, but I really like to wind down with some low stimulating activities, right? We don't want to go to bed reading a horror fiction novel and getting really invigorated. We want to try to unwind and rest, right? So things like taking a warm bath, drinking warm milk, reading a, um, low stimulating kind of book, different things like that to also indicate, hey, this is my time to unwind and relax before I go to bed. So that would be like a whole whole day, kind of a glimpse into the different things I would suggest. No, I love that. And what about, are there any, you know, because I'm a dietitian, all I think about too is like foods. Um, are there any foods or supplements that can help support building stress resilience? Yeah, so... And, and I know you have way more knowledge on this than I do, probably. Um, I have been fascinated with, with this myself. I think as far as food and supplements go, I mean, um, and I'll be the first to admit, sometimes the easiest thing was just, hey, let me just grab whatever, you know, is, is on my counter to, to eat. And I have noticed significantly that in my workday, if I'm just snacking on things that are like high in sugar and all this, it's great in the moment, but I crash hard like afterwards, you know? So um, for me personally, I think that, you know, incorporating greens, you know, incorporating things that actually maybe protein, whatever it is that, you know, people you're able to do would be helpful with that. And supplements wise, um, I'm not quite sure exactly, but I have been really, really curious and, and interested in um, mushrooms lately in terms of, you know, lion's mane, um, bacopa extract, different things like that that have been in the research for, um, you know, helping promote cognitive, um, overall cognitive health and stress management. So that is something I'm super fascinated about. And I know you probably are also, you know, something you've uh, researched into that. Yeah, no, it's, it is fascinating. And there's more and more coming out. I feel like mushrooms are now just at the forefront, but, you know, there was a big push where consumers, I feel like we're introduced to it. And now I've seen it kind of come off, but I'm seeing like it coming back now um, with people really trying them and, and, you know, feeling and, and seeing a difference with all the different kinds as well. 
which honestly, yes. I mean, we would need hours to talk about all the different types of mushrooms. Um, yes. But no, I it's think. definitely a great way to help support um, that stress management. And then also, like you said, overall brain and cognitive health. Yeah. No, and I think one other thing too that I, you know, I've noticed a trend, right? Especially with the patients that I see and, and things like that too, is a lot of people are trying to find natural ways, you know, to help with stress management, building that resiliency, you know, all of that. I think um, in this day and age too, there is excitement around things that are that are potentially, again, naturally sourced or just things that we can do within ourselves to help rather than immediately jumping to a pharmaceutical, right? To kind of help with, with those things. Obviously, when that's needed, there's no argument there. But I do feel like we're moving in a direction where finding those things and cultivating those things within ourselves um, is, is an exciting new chapter. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So I'm curious, Dr. Pasha, and I always love asking this question. Are there any non-negotiables to your own daily health and wellness routine that just make you feel good, support your health and your wellness goals? Yeah. So I love that term, first of all, that you use, non-negotiables. I talk about this all the time, and it's so funny that you brought that up. Um, Side note, because I I love nerding out about this, but non-negotiable, that's a really good way to actually tell yourself... um, Again, things that you really, really want to implement in your daily self-care routine, labeling it as a non-negotiable is super smart because you won't backtrack on it as easily as like, oh, maybe I should do this. (laughs) So I encourage anybody listening to actually try that out too and and make a list of certain non-negotiables you want to try out in your day and see how well you stick to them. So that's an aside. um, For me personally, there are two things. Um, Number one is journaling. I really, really value written word. Um, I personally have so much going on in my my mind. By the end of the day, I'm just full of ideas and what's happened in the day and things I want to do tomorrow that if I didn't take the time to just write my thoughts out, it, it would be a lot. <laughs> I think, you know, for me, journaling, writing, some days it's about what I need to do. Some days it's about how I'm feeling, but it's super valuable to get myself feeling like I'm organized. And I'm getting that jumble out of my mind and onto paper where I don't have to think about things too much. That's yeah. that's a big one for me. Um, and the second one for me is, uh, like I mentioned, I really value having a separation between my workday and then my evenings. Um, and so either, you know, like I said, taking a walk, doing something that signifies that I don't need to be carrying the load of the day into my evening is a non-negotiable for me personally. Yeah, no, I I resonate with that. And I, I love your point of writing things down because that's one thing I'll use a lot with clients or friends or family who are saying like, oh, like I go to lay down to go to sleep and my mind's just racing. Or like I can't be in bed by 10 p.m. because my mind's still going. And it's usually because we're just playing you know, we're re-recording things one so we don't forget them. Like if it's a to-do list for the next day, right? keep playing it over and over so you don't forget it. Or, you know, if it's more of like you were saying, like just thoughts from the day, like, or it could be something emotional and then you're just kind of playing, re, you know, you're re-recording it over and over. Getting it on paper gets it out of your head and frees up that space for 
you know, whether it's better sleep or right, calming down your nervous system, just calming down and having that time too. Um, it's so important. So I love that. Well, yeah. along the same theme, we love to end every episode with a little rapid fire Q&A for our listeners to get to know you better. So Perfect. I have three questions for you. First thing that comes to mind, what is your favorite de-stressing practice or support tool? Ooh, that's a good one. And I'm going to, gosh, you put me in a position I have to pick. <laughs> um, okay. If I had to pick one, I would actually say um, utilizing uh, my Headspace app. Um, again, any app works, but I have been loving the programs on there. And so if I'm in a pinch, I'll pull out my phone and be like, okay, give me a two minute, um, you know, overwhelming meditation or give me a two minute yoga practice, you know, so that would be that for me. I love that. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee for sure. And how do you take it? Cream. Uh, my husband actually says that I, I think I'm having a cup of cream with a little coffee, but Everybody has their own preference. Hey, I mean, I will say, though, adding in that fat, though, does help the caffeine, like, get in a little bit slower so you don't get that big jolt. So I'm not I'm not opposed to that. And I do love it. I'm I'm the same, you know, coffee, a little half and half or honestly, even heavy whipping cream. So So good. good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. This is my favorite question. What is your favorite home cooked meal? Ooh, okay. Immediately, I thought of lasagna. I started, I know it's so random, but I started making it on my own when I was like, I don't know, in high school or middle school. And I was so proud because my mom would teach me how to make it. And to this day, it's one of my favorite, like, like actually this season right now, like early, you know, end of summer, early fall, this kind of cozy, like lasagna just yeah. is one of my comfort foods. So I love it. Do you make like a traditional lasagna or do you like do different things sometimes? I love incorporating basically lasagnas for me are like packed of veggies. Like I, you know, and I, I'm vegetarian. So I just throw in all the seasonal vegetables. Sometimes that'll change, of course, but it is like a great way where I'm like, I'm eating so many nutritious things in this one thing, you know, and I can put a little cheese on there to make it healthy. So love. No, I love that. Yeah. And you always feel better about like the cheese over pasta when you have a lot of vegetables or like yes. you're doing a, your veggie lasagna or baked ziti with adding vegetables. It always helps. In balance, right? As with everything. <laughs> exactly. So. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Pasha. Where can people find you, connect with you and learn a bit more? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm on some social media platforms. I've got Instagram um, and my handle is brainbodydoc. You can find me there on um, Facebook as well with the same handle and also uh, TikTok. So just a couple of channels there to find me on. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And hopefully we'll be connecting again soon. Sounds wonderful. Thank you for having me. This week's actionable step is to take one strategy Dr. Pasha discussed to calm your nervous system and integrate it one to two times per day. Then take inventory of how you feel at the end of each day and overall at the end of the week. Thank you for listening to Naturally Well by Nordic Naturals. And remember, you can catch some of our episodes of the podcast on our Nordic Naturals YouTube channel. For something to do in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at livewellwithkate, where I typically live on my stories, providing a variety of daily health and wellness tips. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Steven. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.